tell me he loves that song so much you had Look a like a girlfriend i had a february you know those guys are you year. know those guys are mormons yeah totally i can't believe they're confidential i can't believe they're mormons i don't believe that's, a, that's not a bad thing i just can't it's like i didn't picture them that way but it's because i didn't know yeah uh i want to say the imagine dragons folks are mormon too <laughs> hear the thunder <laughs> why do people hate them i i like their music i don't understand <laughs> i've heard that they're like the nickelback of um of now I, here's uh, okay here's why <laughs> i understand why people don't like nickelback here's why people don't like their music yeah because they basically took like Coldplay, which people also already hated and just made it like even more sugary and pop appeal-y, like stadium kind of stuff. Oh, so they're people are mad that they're popular. Well, <laughs> I don't know. You know about how that. I feel about that. I, well, now the whole world is going <laughs> to know how you feel about that. Um, yeah. Hey, listeners, we really wanted to just come on for this bonus end of the season episode here to thank you for listening to yes. our last run of episodes that started. We started this back when around the Capitol riot time with episodes oh. like about Buffalo man back in the olden well, days let's just go take a review let's take a walk down yeah. memory lane you know what's fascinating about that is we were filled yeah. with a sense of we were unsettled because yeah. of the the riots but we also had some some optimism because of right. the vaccine right and now here we are yep and I don't somehow the don't optimism feel that has died. <laughs> it's died a little bit we started this run of episodes um with episodes on well, really in the new year, let's mm -hmm. say we did this mm -hmm. like a Buffalo, right? Episode 56, the Buffalo on, oh, update on Jake Angeli, the, the, the QAnon shaman. Yes. I read an article. QAnon. I, I wanted so bad. I wish we were doing a news episode because I wanted to tell you this joke so bad. It's not a joke. It's just a quote from the article. Yeah. Um, Jake Angeli's lawyer says now, uh, and I'm near, I don't have the article in front of me, so I'm paraphrasing, but it's pretty much like this. He no longer wants to be referred to as the QAnon shaman. Oh. He now wants to be referred to as just a shaman. Thank you, President Trump! Thank you, Q! Oh, he's just a shaman. Yeah, so, but not the QAnon shaman. You know, Jake... I really like that. He's just like, I'm still doing it, just not the QAnon part, okay? What I think is really fascinating, and I really wish we could do a whole episode on this, is the, the role that just the term shaman plays because it's yeah. this kind of exotic like he doesn't say priest or minister or a, a, a name that would be more like associated with traditional western mm -hmm. stuff so he says something that i think what does it conjure up for him is a question that i have right some kind of non-traditional spirituality, but something mm -hmm. with a sort of spiritual power of some mm -hmm. kind. Yes. Very, very thin veil between the mystical world and and the world as we experience yep. it typically. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think that that is the, the case, the curious case of of Jake and Jelly. It's a curious case. And actually the way that we the way that we consider our episodes, those were technically season five for those of you keeping score. And the one we called the quiz appointment with the Q get it. <laughs> I forgot about that one. That was also season five. Um that was actually a very popular episode, by the way. Oh, was it really? It was. We started at season six with the crown. Oh yeah. We did the crown thing around the death of Prince Philip and and, and the, the Netflix series. Mm -hmm. We did mm -hmm. the license thing on the X Files, the, mm -hmm. that song. That mm -hmm. was our that, that was, was. Of, that was an attempt at a semi scripted type of episode <laughs> in which we you know, had a plan for that and a little reveal in case you didn't already know about something like that. You know, listeners, we've had, 
we often say that we create something it's as it's as we create something that's as great as we can do with the resources <laughs> that we have not just and the time we have and, and the who time we, are, we have okay? yes yes and one of the things that we have not really figured out how to do until just recently our friend carl nellis from who is a writer on um unobscured which is a podcast on grim and mild best known for the podcast series lore he told us he taught us how to actually look into our downloads we'd never really done appreciate it before. that appreciate thank that, you carl. carl well we we looked i just i looked but I, I looked in ways just to see how certain episodes were doing but i never knew how to count like for those of you who don't podcast out there um, probably everybody has a podcast yes, now, but yes. um, you know, listeners are different from engaged listeners, which is different from downloads. Yes. There are all these like numbers that you can see. Um, you know, you can't see individual people, but you can see like these trends and so on. And right. So on. And I feel, yeah, yeah. I, so we, we found to our surprise that we actually have a lot of downloads. Should we, you should, know, should we say drum load? It's like, drum, it's like telling a colleague how much money you make. It's like, how much money do you make, Leah? Tell us right huh. now. Not enough. I'm um, going to say. No, we have. We haven't. We, we're nearing 70,000 downloads. Yes. So we have over 60,000. Over 65,000 that I can count. And then there's like probably a scattered handful of a couple thousand that come through our website and some other places that are harder for me to mm -hmm. track. So we're living large. We are. We're in the. I think we're in the upper middle class of <laughs> podcasting. We are, we are we're no in longer the, in the middle class. We're we're in the we're thinking about a McMansion section <laughs> <laughs> of podcasts, yeah. and you all have put us there. Thank oh, you, friends. Thank, thank you, thank you, thank you, weirdos. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. I, you know, what we have always one thing we've seen as a mark of success in a way, like just kind of behind the scenes, is like when people like the show or comment on it or send us a message or we see people following us on social media or something. Whom we don't already, whom we don't know. Oh yeah, that's which, so cool. You know, back when we started in 2018, it we, was knew like, we knew everyone. We kind of knew almost everyone, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but quickly we realized. I don't know. Just to think, like when I do writing, I don't know how you feel, Leah, but when I do writing, it's like I hope that when I write something, it reaches somebody. But I, I started to come through a real to a realization throughout the years that the writing doesn't that I do doesn't mm -hmm. really reach a lot mm -hmm. of people. Your your writing is really different. Like you just came out with this piece in uh, Religion News Service. If we oh. were doing a news episode today, which by the way, we had a sense I from y'all that we people like the news episodes. The we're going to do more. So we're going to do more of those the next when we, when we start up again here in a couple of months or weeks or some number of time that we don't know yet. But yes, um, yes. People like the news, but if I was going to pick one, I could not pick your article in Religion News Service. Yeah. Care to comment? Tammy Faye, a double whammy of Christian love, wins in the end. A, a new film captures her interior world, but does, doesn't fully explain her ingenuity and power. Care to comment? Oh, I do care to comment. You, as you know, um, I am who is, who a is long Faye? time fan explain of Tammy who she Faye is. Baker. Who is she? Uh, Tammy Faye Baker is, uh, was and is a an icon in the American media scene and in American Pentecostal and charismatic circles. She was a woman who um, rose to fame alongside her husband, Jim Baker, um, at the time. And they cr they co-created this media empire. And then through a series of sex, drugs, and um, fraud scandals. And yes, they, they're very rock and roll in that sense. Um, they lost it all. Um, but Tammy Faye Baker uh, and then eventually Tammy Faye Messner, uh, she really had this consistent, big hearted, um, just really lovely personality and 
um, message in her life. And so she was for years, um, depicted as a, a national joke basically i don't know when you were a kid do, do you remember well, here's video I, here's, of people imitating i her? remember one there's one scene which must be the most iconic scene i mean i'm sure you could just analyze this this to, to kingdom come mm-hmm. namely the scene where she's crying and her mascara is running all over the place yeah to my knowledge what was that i believe that that is not a real scene like people have made that up she she really? always wore tons and tons of mascara she oh. frequently cried on screen oh. but they're like the idea of the running mascara is is something that people have made up oh. um, over time but yeah she was frequently lampooned for having this kind of cartoonish um persona you write in the article, you write, throughout her long career, Tammy Faye Messner, formerly Baker, was extra before extra was a category. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. wore layers of makeup, especially mascara. She had a high-pitched childlike voice, a nervous giggle, and enormous expressive eyes that teared up at a moment's notice. She wore expensive clothes and was conspicuous in her consumption. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, she, yeah, she was just extra. I don't even know. There's only one word, <laughs> word that really, and and yet she was also this really, really loving and compassionate person. Mm. And one of the, the, at the very end of the story that I write, it wrote before her death, um, she appeared on the reality TV series, The Surreal Life, huh. which is one of those kind of circusy reality shows. And her castmates were Vanilla Ice Ron Jeremy, perfect. the porn star. Perfect, perfect. And uh, Eric Estrada, I think, was on there too. Yep. Anyway. Why not? So you would think like what, it, she ended up basically being like the mom of that crew. <laughs> yeah. So loving, so caring. And so, yeah, I think I, I've always, she. I'm a big fan of uh, these sort of celebrity women preachers throughout history. And she was the one in the 80s that I grew up, I, I knew who she was and, um, I, as a kid, I remember that scandal. Uh, and I think the film, I highly recommend going to see it because it shows her as a very resilient, just tenaciously loving kind of person. Wow. You just don't see that many people. You know what I'm, the thing about her that I think, and I'm going to stop because as you know, I could go on forever. No. Is fine. that she seemed, so I, I've been studying Pentecostalism for a long time. And if you have been studying that movement, then you meet people who knew them it's inevitable because they were so big at the uh, at their height and to a person everyone agrees that she was just the most caring sincere person if you interacted with her hmm. in real life and how many people can you say that about uh yeah you know like people see yeah so anyway yes huge fan i digressed there you go <laughs> Read it now. Read it now. You know what? One Read of the downsides pain. of people reading your stuff is that they tell you what they think of it. Right, well, that's a right. real bummer. Oh, and I brought that up just to say, I mean, for me as a scholar to think of like, and downloads don't always mean people, of course, listen right, to an entire right. episode. We know that there are the diehards who are going to listen. And we have, and we can actually tell the average percentage that a that particular episode was listened to on a particular format. Like an average listener listened that's to super 92% of this one, but only right. 71% of this one. So it, it tells us a lot to just see that. But, um, you know, and there was one where like I totally botched the sound quality on it, and like that one's like our you know has a lower percentage well, than some of the other ones. Well, don't so. forget the one that I accidentally did not record. Yes, that was a high a few, point for me. We've had a few of those, <laughs> a couple problems like that. Well, right. it used to be back, you know, for those who want to hear the inside lore behind the story, the, the story lore. behind the story. Like mm-hmm. we used to record in a studio with a producer and somebody else, and we had grants and we had a way to do that and. We, we've kind of gone on a journey mm-hmm. of just becoming a little bit independent of that. You could say we're right. like an indie band who kind of ditched yeah. the label. 
That's right. We ditched your label, Troy. Just kidding. Troy's, <laughs> Troy's, Troy's awesome. Troy, <laughs> Troy's great. Sorry, but, Troy. Sorry, but, Troy. You know, but he, like, he's yeah. the guy who taught us how to do all this stuff. And yeah, really so, helped us a lot. And we've, you know, and you know, little by little, you kind of invest in your own stuff. And now, like, we're just we're sitting in my academic office right now, which is a totally different place um, well, to this than what we've used in the past. So I, I think it's worth saying that you are the genius behind all of that. Now you can add to your many illustrious titles podcast producer audio producer yeah that's right so yeah um do you want to know leah do you want to know what our most popular episode of all time tell me tell me tell me um i'm gonna look right now i'm gonna do i'm gonna do it by plays okay number okay so the number one episode is our very first one that we did in the entire series called the afterlife about black mirror that is so interesting that that's that's the number one one Yep, that's the number one. I and then also episode. the one on hand. A couple of the season one episodes are are the number one. So I take okay. it that people, you know, if they discover the pod, they'll go back and like start right. listening right. to, you mm-hmm. know, the back catalog. I think that those hold up really well. Like you can like, the, oh, our fifth most popular, The Heretic about Rob Bell. Oh, nice. <laughs> but that holds that up anytime. Sense, Rob Bell's still popular. You can still watch that film. There's nothing. There's nothing. That's evergreen. You yes, go straight back to is, that. Yes, it is. It um, is. That one's a good one. I that, I really enjoyed that one because we talked yeah. about Bible controversies and whatnot. Yeah. The thing where we had someone from House Hunters who was a House Hunters oh, contestant. Oh, that one was on. fun. That's like number six. Wow. This is fun to think about. I like I liked. By the way, this episodes. is on Apple. So Apple's different from um, Spotify. If I go to streams on oh. Spotify, um, Afterlife also number one. Um, but, um, that episode we did about conspiracies with, mm-hmm. um, w- with Dr. Michael Wood. Oh, I liked that that's, one. That's number that four on, on Spotify, but doesn't, Love it. doesn't register as high on Apple. So anyway, we can see stuff like that. One episode that we had though, that was very, was our most popular yes. at one point was called the creator. It was about Elizabeth Holmes. Oh, um, I loved that one. That one was fun. And that, that was, was one we did with no preparation. Yep. That was back in season three. That was in <laughs> August 2019. We just had uh-huh. like an argument about why she was popular and about how she dressed and so on. Yeah, that one was a fun one. That was a popular She was kind of like an ancient goddess. We should re-release that actually. And she's on trial right now. So the trial strategy yeah. for those of following the Elizabeth yeah. Holmes story, this is somebody who she was, she was touted as a new Steve Jobs. Right. She dressed like Steve Jobs. She was getting a lot of investment money mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she apparently said that they had a little blood test, like a little pinprick in your thumb mm-hmm. and they could run it and it, it would be a test that could test you for like dozens or hundreds of things as opposed to doing what we all have to do at the doctor, which is going through like this whole rigmarole of like eight appointments and 90 tests. Yeah. Just you could go to like Walgreens and just tick and you're yep. done. But it turned out that that was fake. So the question is, did she lie? Did she know it was fake? And that's what a lie is. It's yeah. not a lie if you believe it. <laughs> Um, you could be in trouble for other reasons. So she, oh, that's her defense is that she believed it. Her, her defense, as far as I've, I've done some reading on this recently, her defense strategy right now, they're, one, they're trying to personalize her mm. by saying she was, she was just a kid. Mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. was being controlled by their forces. Part of the defense is going to be that her co-partner in all this and one of the high people in her company, whom she was also dating, was also abusing her at the time. And that's the claim. I mean, you know. Yes. Who mm-hmm. knows? Mm-hmm. But also that she was just controlled by like larger forces and that she was dumb and she did wrong things, but that's not a crime to be wrong and to do stupid things. But the prosecution is saying, yeah, funny. It's actually a crime though if you lied to get money from people for investment and you knew it was wrong. That that defense sounds so flimsy to me in large part because plenty of dumb people rob stores mm-hmm. and that somehow doesn't prevent them from being... right prosecuted well yeah dumbness doesn't really seem like i know (laughs) plus she didn't seem dumb 
I'm just looking back at some of our episodes now. I'm just taking a trip yes, to memory lane. Yes. One of my favorites, just by the title, which I just, it kind of makes me giggle every time I read it. It's episode 49, The Militias. Yeah. Subtitled, Rick Joyner's Call for New Militia-Based Wars Based on a Dream He Had. <laughs> which, do you remember that? I, <laughs> I just love forgot that. about that. <laughs> I just love it. Uh, Rick Joyner, call us. Um, yes. We anyway. love, we're open. The line, the phone lines are open, Rick. The phone lines are open. I've been watching a lot of um, Christian television lately. Who, hot take who yes. out there thinks okay we had an episode long ago we're in this thing that we used to do called the kitsch corner which we might bring back in the future who knows what? um we played this song from somebody named the third eagle of the apocalypse oh that's right yeah i and would love it to was like and it was like obama being the leopard king from the book of relation right, right do you right. think should we should we try to get that guy we've been talking lee and i for about three years about whether we should try to contact him and get him on the show it's it's in the category of be careful what you I know. <laughs> Obama is beast number three, a leopard which comes from the sea. He's got four heads, he's got four wings. The Bible calls him the leopard king. It's prophesied, it's prophesied. Obama's on the I, Yeah, I, I, first off, I don't know. He's pretty big. He has like hundreds of thousands. Of He's people. bigger than us. He, he has more than cross, 60,000. We, we cross platform with him. Oh, no man. That would be. But I think it could. We wouldn't want to give if, away our home address if, or anything. If he comes at us all earnest and we come at him like. I know. Are we supposed to be it's like true. journalists if we talk to him? Or are we supposed to like kind of be like laughing with him? Like what if he's not laughing with us? You that's why I mean? that's where I think in the end we probably shouldn't pursue it because I don't ever want to laugh at people. No, of course. But yeah. I mean, you, I do want to laugh wanna, at people sometimes. Well, it depends. Kinda punch up, right? Don't punch down. And I. Well, he, but is it punching down if he doesn't think it's punching down? Well, and also, like, he, we are way smaller than him. Exactly. So, yeah, I still, there's just something. Hot take. Listeners, do you want us to interview the Third Eagle of the Apocalypse? I have a. I, you Leah's know, on the no. I have a, This is why I asked, though. I have a, I have a weird, I almost have like an internal mystical feeling okay. that if we ask him, he'll say yes. Oh. <sighs> So okay, if you well, do it, then again, you could always do it and just not play it if it goes badly. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I mean, we've never done that, by the way. Just nope. full disclosure, listeners. Every single time, every never, interview, we've never buried an interview. We've never edited out. No way, that we never. Was embarrassing. Nope. Like nothing. Nope. Usually, it's us who are embarrassed. That's not not our brand. Yeah, we embarrass ourselves. That's correct. That's correct. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Thank you so much for hanging in there with us, and for it, for those of you who reach out to email us and stuff, or Facebook message us, or Instagram us, or Twitter, we really love hearing from you. So thanks. Yeah, we really do, and it's, sometimes it's encouraging just to see. I mean, you kind of forget that, you know. And we have. Oh, oh, there's something else I want to tell you. What? Do you know that we have little pockets of listeners in the following places? Let me see. San Francisco. Cool. Den I like San Francisco. Denver. Denver's a great city. Um, Seattle. Oh, obviously. Seattle's oh, the best. I just want to say, yeah, I, I love every city that I'm mentioning right now, mm -hmm. but I love Seattle so much. Seattle. Love San Francisco, though, too. Oh, and I love Denver. Yeah, I know. All of those are just fantastic. Oh, you know, another places. city I love where we have what? a pocket of listeners? St. Louis area. Really? This is area like metro area. So not St. Like Louis. In the city St. Louis is a really beautiful place. And a good old New York. What? Da, yeah. da, 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 da. Uh, that's awesome. I, and, and then Portland Metro is our biggest kind of base. That's where we are and probably. Yeah, that's, that's our hometown. 
Um, I love it. I love it. Well, thank you to everyone in those lovely, lovely cities. Yep. Uh, Denver people, just a little, little quick, little, little, I can't promise it, but we're thinking of doing oh, an yes. episode about your satanic airport. Yes. We might be able to do it from the airport from the itself airport. <laughs> because we both have an academic conference that will be there. You know, I'm not sure if we'll be able to do it. You know who has an extensive art, uh, video um, expose of the Satanism at the Denver who? airport? The third eagle of the apocalypse. What? Okay. Yep. Well, the stars so, might be aligning for this one. You know, maybe, I'm very maybe excited. he lives in Denver. Maybe we could meet him there. Oh, man. Everyone's like, who's the third eagle in the apocalypse? <laughs> if you Google it and you go on YouTube, yeah. you'll find it. And you won't be sorry. No, 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 no. You're welcome. You're welcome, weirdos. I see a fruitful partnership here <laughs> uh, going forward. But anyway, um, season six is officially over with the uh, Christian hair metal band episode. Ah, uh, yes. White. Thank you so much, Chris, for coming on. That was so yeah. fun. And the face ch the face church thing. It was kind of like a two-part double, mm -hmm. double whammy mm -hmm. finale. So, yes. Um, Thanks for listening to those, and we're really excited. We're gonna keep bringing you the news in the upcoming yes, season. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, but we're gonna do we're gonna do some more thoughtful, kind of semi-scripted kind of stuff where it, you're gonna be listening and you're gonna be like Brian and Leah. You sound like you're not just winging it. You sound like you really care. I know that's gonna be weird. You sound like you really care. We might like what's people happening. might not like it, <laughs> but we're gonna risk it anyway. Um, all in the service of, of, you know, somebody, when we started this in 2018 mm -hmm. or 2019, we interviewed Tim Timmerman, who's one of our colleagues Tim. at our university. He's an artist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we were asking him about art and production. He said something that has both haunted me and inspired me at times. Do you remember what he said about no. art? He said, when you make something, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a painting, a sculpture, you're really, you're doing a very arrogant thing. Because oh, you're, I do you're remember telling that. people, mm -hmm. you, should you should watch this. This is worth your time. And if you waste people's time. You know that's that's bad. Like you, you, you lose people. I do over that. remember that now. Yeah, that was a really deep kind of thing to say, and we just feel really humbled that you all have, I, yeah, hung in there with us. It's yeah. pretty great. Yeah. So thanks everybody, and we hope you're having a good, um, a good early fall. Yes. And we're gonna come back. We think we think this fall, but you know it's kind of like a surprise album drop, like mm -hmm. no promises. Yep. yep. We're like Beyonce. I think you the, never know. And the longer we wait, I think the more like <laughs> probably you know the more of like a mysterious problem it could become. That could be helpful. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's be mysterious.